0: And now that we're on Thursday, Thursday. what is up?
1: This is Thursday,
0: which you already know is our Friday. The Sports Bag Bros is back on the set, ready to go into the weekend, our weekend, and even your weekend with some sports in our week. We talked about some great linebackers yesterday because we gave a tribute to the late Dick Buck is the (laughs) Chicago Bear legend, the NFL legend, the NFL (laughs) legend, and man, legend of men. Anyways, today we move forward. We still remember him, of course. He'll be there forever until football doesn't matter anymore. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Sports going on all around us, even though we dedicated the show specifically to football yesterday. And now some meaningful October baseball is taking over and it's getting hot without all of the primary names. And another primary name might be out of it, the Atlanta Braves. What's going on here?
1: It's crazy, but uh, let me start off by saying I erred in saying yesterday when I was talking about Robert Brazil, I did mention Earl Campbell and I said they weren't very good, but I was talking about the totality of his career, but they did make a run in a few years. Uh, they made it to the AFC championship. So I, I apologize. I didn't mean to imply that his teams always sucked. Um, that was not my intention. Uh, Dr. Doom was badass; That's why I mentioned him. That's the point. But getting to baseball, Braves are in trouble. Um, it's an all-Texas AOCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers got swept. Uh, you know, we talked about it, or I mentioned that I know those teams with the buys, they may have had too much time off, and the wild-card teams, you know, they get to keep playing. They stay in rhythm. And they, the wild-card teams are being wildly successful right now.
0: Yeah, but I think even In the, the Dodgers- National League, anyway you still have the majority of these teams that were together when the Dodgers did win a championship, you know? So I think a lot of these people or even the Dodgers, they've had bye weeks in the past and still were able to play and still be effective. And even the Atlanta Braves, they were doing the same thing just a couple of years ago when they got their world series, I, you know, that could have something to do with it. You just can't pass it along as nothing's wrong. But I thought a game or two would be enough to get your sea legs and start showing who you were during the regular season, even though, this is a whole new season, meaningful October baseball. That means it matters. That means before when there was a World Series in October, it's now November. But nevertheless, October is important. These teams need to know how to stand up. And the Dodgers were swept. I don't, I don't think it's a – it is a big deal because the Dodgers were swept. Swept The, big, big, the a big team, big city team. But the Diamondbacks doing the sweeping, I think, is the bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the bigger problem for the Major League Baseball. Baseball fanatics, they love that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, from where you're coming from, I think it would make more sense if, if the Padres made the playoffs and they did the sweeping, right? You know, mm-hmm. they have they have Soto and Machado and Tatis, and, you know, they yeah. have a killer lineup. Why they didn't make the playoffs, you know, there's a lot of different issues, but whatever – um, but you don't think of, of the Diamondbacks of having a, a strong lineup like that. But does it matter? They won three in a row, and now they're waiting on the Phillies and Braves.
0: Yeah, that's insane right there. But, I mean, they hadn't gone to an NLCS since, since 2007. That's a long time. And you know what? Outside of Arizona, who damn cares if they did go or didn't go? I think there's still people out there who can't even believe they won a World Series once upon a time when they had two of the most legendary pitchers in baseball at the time doing it. But the, the Diamondbacks, this, it's like a nondescript team. A team that's been put together with a baseball turn, spit and tape. You know, pretty much what has been put together. Their bullpen leading the way for a bullpen that no one knows anybody, anybody you know, anybody there really outside of, if you're a diehard baseball fan, you have an idea of what's going on in Arizona because you kept up with it all year. But when you talk about the East Coast, West Coast bias in sports and anything else, And then you look at a team as nondescript as it comes across as the Diamondbacks. This is a Cinderella story so far. You're really not going to know these things. You know, you just see them just sneak up on you. You think they just was an overnight success after 162 games.
1: Right, but they're doing it in in various ways, right? Last night, four solo home runs. It was was a playoff record for home runs in an inning. And then they didn't do anything else the rest of the game. But that was all they needed yeah I mean yeah and the, and the me. yeah um they to hold the Dodgers to two runs i, I think I mentioned it I said I might have been talking about a different series but the, when you're down o2 and the other team jumps out ahead four zip doubt creeps in and you know the Dodgers they did try to come back this quarter a couple runs
0: but they just couldn't do enough. You would think with the firepower they have, and then you look at those two main guys who are taking the blame, and they, they were the ones who were talking about we need to get back into it, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Those two were brought in to be the leaders in the potent force they needed to be in order for the Dodgers to have any chance at all. Both of those guys 0-8 yesterday against this Diamondbacks team, this Diamondbacks lineup that is considered nondescript. I mean, there isn't a Paul Goldschmidt there. He was the guy years ago. I wish he would have been there now so he can enjoy an opportunity to go to a World <laughs> Series. But it's not for him this time. These Diamondbacks, these no-frills guys, it's going to be fun watching them play.
1: No matter yeah. who they run
0: up against, by the way.
1: And they had one of the coolest celebrations. They were all went to the outfield swimming pool.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if
1: all of them did, but I saw a bunch of them jump in the pool. That's one of the, the better celebrations I've seen. You know, instead of just the usual champagne, jump on top of each other.
0: Yeah, but how many times or how often do you see a team that does have a swimming pool inside the stadium? <laughs> I think they got the idea from the Jags. The Jags did that. The Jags have a swimming pool inside the stadium. I think they were the first team to do something like that, that I can remember. But anyways, yeah, the Jags have it. Last night you yeah, saw Yeah, but,
1: but you we got to be honest, though. It all goes back to Bill Vec. Bill Vec put the shower in center field at Comiskey Park.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right. I'm just they, trying to see They, they, you may, have, they, have, they
1: may have had the first swimming pool, but the first guy to to think outside the box was Bill Vec.
0: Well, that's that's probably true. You know, you have uh, someone like Sean down here in Jacksonville, not necessarily a football fan. Coming here, probably became a football fan after he left Pakistan. But anyways, um, you know. That pool, and here in Jacksonville, of course, you need a pool anyway. It's hot as hell out there. and It is humid during these games. And it, it was at a time when the Jaguars was constantly losing. You had to find some other way of entertainment. So while <laughs> watching the team, you might as well watch a, a small little race inside the pool over there. But baseball is reigning supreme right now. And damn, these Diamondbacks are just waiting. And who are they waiting for? They're waiting for the Phillies or the Atlanta Braves with the Braves being pushed to the limit right now by the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies aren't a bad team. We already knew that part. But the way they went down and the way that the Braves had come f- from behind to beat them in Atlanta, they go back to Philly. We talk boxing on here. We talk about stare downs when they were big fights. This stare down was in baseball. Bryce Harper just showing it up with the uh, Orlando Arcia. Hey, because attaboy. boy, you know how they take things personal in baseball. He had a chance to put two of them into orbit and get two stare downs, man, in one game.
1: Yeah. Talk about a comeback. Uh, mic drop moment.
0: Yes. He,
1: you know, I, I I didn't fault him for getting doubled off in the in that situation at the end of game, too. Um, someone trying to have a little fun at his expense. Maybe he took it personal. Obviously, running around the bases, you know, he let his eyes do the talking. Yeah. Um, what do you got to say now, pal?
0: He Said he, he didn't even know about it because there was some quip made that some media member picked up and they heard that Orlando Garcia said out of boy, you know, kind of obviously throwing shade at him, out of boy that you kind of blew it on the on the bags. You know, he sees that he had blown it on the bags. I don't know, people said a blunder. I don't know if it's a blunder, man. You thought the ball's was gonna wasn't gonna be caught. But anyways, it ended the way it did. Uh double play from the outfield, but he comes back, he launches two of them. I mean, two monstrous shots. You know, one that went the right field, the other one the center field, and then he gives him the look. And I mean, that's Philly crowd, man—you got to give them credit. As bad as much as they're known for either their football or their basketball, just being hard on anyone and everyone—it doesn't matter, including Santa Claus. <laughs> these guys is going at it. I love to see a baseball atmosphere like that.
1: Yeah, and looking at the two mindsets of the team, um, or um, at least my perception. I got to feel – I got to think that the Phillies feel like, you know what, we gave one away, game two, but we have control of it now. We got game four at our house. Let's go out there and end it. Where the Braves are like, man, we we got – they got to be feeling all the pressure. You know, we got to win. We got to get back home. You know, they, they got all the pressure on them. and But I think the Phillies have all the momentum. Harper seems to be locked in. Yeah. Um, but it all comes down to pitching. You know, um, one strong pitching performance, brave starter goes eight strong, only gives up one. He gives his team a chance to win.
0: Yeah, the Braves do have the firepower. They've shown it all year long. These are young players, and a lot of these players, or some of these players that have been there when they won their World Series. Now you're talking about a new age, not too much later, of very talented players, the best record in all of baseball, the best team overall, in my opinion, talent-wise, from top to bottom, in all of baseball as it stands right now. But I think when you mentioned how they felt, the Phillies felt that the Braves got away with one, the Phillies were up 4 nothing in Atlanta, and then the Braves came back and do what they've done all year in terms of just putting up the runs when they needed to. They win 5-4, to but they can't be happy about the way they had to come from behind and just get this fall back the skin of their teeth. They should have been shut out and put out the playoffs just yesterday if things held for them down in Atlanta.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I think the Phillies are feeling good right now, and the Braves are feeling the pressure. Where's Ronald Acuna Jr.?
0: That's what I want to know. I was about to go to Walmart, check the milk carton and see where he's <laughs> at. Like, bro, this is Jacksonville, not at Atlanta. Go check those. But uh, yeah, I, I, man. He
1: seems to be doing the Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Barry Bonds. You know, I mentioned that one time, I think, on our page a while back, and a guy just came at me about Barry Bonds. Man, he's one of the greatest. He is one of the greatest, but there was a time when he wasn't yeah, – sort of He playoff.
1: struggled in the playoffs, man. Yeah. He, he'll tell you himself. I remember – Yeah, I think he was like 0 for 16. He had an 0 for 16, 0 for 17 stretch, and then he hit a double. And he got it. He got to second base. He looked up. He took a deep breath. Like he, it was such a sigh of relief. Like, oh my gosh, I got a hit. You know, he had, he had to feel the weight of the world. Yeah, you know, he's everyone's saying he can't hit. He's a choker. He's choking, and I, you know, he hears all that talk and he's feeling that pressure. But he got that hit. Um, but before that, he was choking.
0: Yeah, let's not. Fool ourselves in thinking that these players don't watch media or don't listen to media, or when the re- the reading was out there with papers, they didn't do that. Because there was a player here in Jacksonville, Aiken Adele, playing for the Jaguars, and he was in a studio one time. And we were talking to him about a game, and they were a big underdog. Oh, we don't worry about the newspapers, this and that. We don't even pay attention to that. I don't even know what the odds are. But when they won the game, he comes <laughs> about those you know what I mean? They were upset about the odds. You know, yeah, because you pay attention to those things, it is a, a slap in the face. You know, a lot of times you see these teams with double-digit underdogs in the NFL, like in terms of 13 or 14-point underdog, they don't get, they don't beat the spread a lot of times. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't cover it. The favorite doesn't cover. It. Sometimes they lose that game because these dudes do, do think about that when they see a 14-point or 18-point line in an NFL game. That's an insult, so they do come out. Football <laughs> is across the board. Everyone has to step up in this game. And if Acuna has to come back from Walmart out of the dairy section just to show up and do something for this team to give them another opportunity, well, they're going to have to do it. There's no other way around it. I just he has think, to do
1: something. He's, gotta he's got to step up.
0: In Philly, and knowing how a Philly fan can get and knowing how the team could really feel that vibe from the Philly fan, even though just yesterday, uh, or day before yesterday, I think I already said that the baseball home field advantage doesn't mean as much. Well, I guess when there's meaningful October baseball on on the line, with the opportunity to play in the World Series eventually, when you go to the next round and then win that one, it does matter for a team like that. And so uh, the Braves have their work cut out for them. I don't. I can't even say with any certainty. I don't think anyone can, not even Braves fan, that they have that they're going to win this game. I just don't see it. Braves, I want-
1: Braves can help themselves the most by scoring early. Jump getting out ahead, jumping in front, putting the pressure back on the Phillies. If they go down one, two, three in the first, man, that crowd's gonna be going crazy. Oh, yep. And if the Phillies score first, whoa, the pressure's gonna mount and
0: mount. Yo, let Bryce Harper hit another one first. They collapse. <laughs> they collapse. I think the press can't handle that, man. If it Bryce may be Harper the best flip. Begin, may
1: be the bat flip for all bat flips.
0: Oh, for real. If if he does that. First inning, if he gets an opportunity in the first inning or even second inning. And early in the game, he puts one in the orbit, whether there's someone on base or whether it's a solo, that's going to set the pace for the rest of the night, in my opinion, because the crowd will be into it. They will not leave it alone. And then everybody else gets juiced up and it kind of gets whoever, you know, the Braves have out there a little. I don't, they're still young players, a lot of them. They might get a little agitated by that, being on the road and not having that home field or home uh, field advantage or, or feel to it. They can get their butts kicked, but that's another great yeah, we, game
1: We usually, We usually don't make predictions um unless we we talk about we're going to make a prediction. But I, I think you you said it. I, I don't think the Braves are winning t- tonight or tomorrow night, whatever, whenever tonight, they play. Tonight? Tonight? Yeah, tonight. Yeah, I don't think the Braves are winning tonight.
0: I don't think so either, man. And it sucks because I was on that bandwagon all season, even when – the Rays were playing as well as they were playing out of the gate. I still thought the more talented team and the better team in the long haul. We saw how many plays they put into the all star game. We thought that the Braves, well, at least I thought the Braves were going to be that good, and they weren't. They proven it. They had the best record, et cetera. They did play in the NL East, which isn't all that great. And now they're going against one of their NL East brethren. And it's not the Mets. They're taking on the Phillies a little further south. And there's a problem. I mean, there's a problem. They're not even in Houston, but Houston, we have trouble in Philly. <laughs> that's how it goes right now so man but then we move on to well the battle of texas that we talked about the rangers the astros the true battle of texas someone finally has to separate themselves from the other because they both ended the season with the same record i mean come on I and mean, the astros did win the last time those, those two did play one another but once again meaningful october baseball is here so now but the i think the rangers have more of a edge
1: because they have some serious momentum going. Yeah, but so do the Astros. You know, they they beat the Twins in four games. It's not like they struggled. The
0: Astros no, have I been there before. <laughs> uh
1: True, but the Astros have been there before, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, they didn't have the ad- – I think it's an advantage, the advantage of of playing the first round. Where the Rangers did, they've been able to stay in rhythm and, and keep the rotation and things like that, where the Astros had to sit and wait. But they only they only gave up one to the Twins. Now they're on the level ground. And like I said, I think that because the Astros have been there before, uh, they have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I know the Rangers are putting up runs, Seager and Simeon and those guys. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they get anything out of Jose Abreu, I mean, he hit, anything. Two, bombs. <laughs> he hit two bombs the other day. I mean, that's a bonus. Um, Abreu's not what he used to be, you know. But if he's going to go yard once or twice in a game, that that's, that's, that's a bonus to the Astros because those other guys can hit, man. I mean, they, their lineup is lethal.
0: Well, I'm trying to pick a team here. I want to go with the Rangers, not because I don't like the Astros because now they're the new nemesis after all the Yankee garbage going back and forth. Yeah, Boston's still on another level on another level, but, yeah, the Astros – or a team I'm looking at with iron now, but yeah, I'm going to take the Rangers legitimately not because I don't like the Astros because (laughs) they are hot. They both are hot, but I think that the Rangers are hotter right now and they're an up and coming team. I think that the experience does matter. We don't go out there and say that experience doesn't matter in baseball because like right now with the Braves, they do have some experience, but they they still have young players that can get a little flustered on the road. Like they'll be in an environment like, like Philadelphia tonight. So, yes, it, it goes for, you know, um, for the Rangers, too, a younger team. They're younger than the Astros. The Astros are the ones, the the old guard. But I'm still going to go on a limb, I guess, the Rangers. Oh, we'll just have to wait and see I, how that turns
1: out. I'm picking the Astros, but I'm, I'm hoping
0: for the Rangers. Okay. Hey, you know what? You're probably going with the smart money there, too. So, hey, let's see how that works out. So, that will be the talk for the baseball right now. And on Monday, we'll have – A lot more answers than we have right now because the series will start up between the Astros and the Rangers while we're off the air as we go Monday through Thursday. So Friday is not here. That's why today's our Friday. And it gives us a chance to go into some football because another week of NFL football is upon us. Thursday night football. Once again, Denver and Kansas City. Well, I'm sure when they made the schedule and they looked at what was going on, they saw saw Sean Payton, they see Russell Wilson in his offense, and they see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. This was supposed to be a prime time game that people could sit back and wait for. The old AMC West deal, not exactly what we're expecting. Uh, I think not so Kansas much. City's a, a ten and a half point favorite, I believe Kansas City is. They probably win by more than that. Likely win by twenty. I mean, this is a, a pretty bad game.
1: That's what I was thinking, you know, and Kansas City's defense, they're playing better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their defense seems to have improved, although the Chiefs offense seems to have regressed because of the wide receiver issues they've been having. But as long as you got Mahomes, a healthy Kelsey, a healthy Pacheco, the offense should be able to score, especially on that defense. They gave up 70 to Miami. They yeah, gave exactly. up 30-some to the Bears um yeah it's probably gonna give be like 42 17 if not worse than that
0: and just to let the jets score and then with zach wilson that's another problem so i don't even know you don't even care about the score the fact that you let zach wilson sit behind the center and be on that part of the winning winning ledger shows that but you know what travis kelsey does have an ankle injury now so he's going to be slowed down i know they can give him the shot or he could take the aspen before the game and Go out there and try to be Travis Kelsey of old or on old Travis Kelsey, but he's still better than half the NFL tight ends, even at half, half speed. But I still think that Denver doesn't have anything to offer. And I, I, I think teams are going into games against Denver trying to top what they're trying to get to, or at least top what Miami had done to them. I think they you know they could go in and just throw points up. I mean, this is the NFL, I know things change from week to week. But I think that I would not – this is the type of team, Kansas City, at home in prime time, not two prime time teams, just one, because Denver isn't a prime time team. I think this is a team that could put some serious numbers up. It's a 49-and-a-half over-under. I think that's easily obtained tonight.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I predicted forty two seventeen, right? So, I mean yeah, – Yeah, right. So
0: There you go. Take the over. I,
1: I don't foresee anybody putting up 70 again. I mean, yeah. Sean Payton. He may be an asshole, but he's not an idiot.
0: No, if, if
1: it's going that way, he's not gonna be chucking the ball downfield. Yeah, he's he's out. Yeah, he's gonna start running that clock. You might get to fifty, but you ain't getting seventy.
0: It'll be <laughs> second and fifteen. He'll just do a draw play, he's trying to slow the clock down. Get <laughs> exactly. him, he's not even trying to get a first down. Exactly. I mean
1: if he if he's smart, if he's smart, which I. I think he he has to be right. He's 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 in the position he's in, right? So yeah,
0: oh, absolutely. These are supposed to be the best of the best coaches. We usually find out sooner or later if they are or aren't.
1: But, Shunk, hey, I tell you good. what, I I haven't done a hit list in a while. If another team scores seventy on the Broncos again,
0: bro, I'm gonna
1: put them in the crosshairs because you it's cannot like that team man. Man, twice. <laughs> You cannot allow that to happen twice. There's something you can do about it, no matter how bad your team is. You can contribute to assisting the, the other team in scoring 70 by throwing in complete passes, having you guys run out of
0: bounds. Stopping the clock, Nope. You're, yep. you're stopping the clock. No, man, run that clock. Yo, bro, we haven't had someone through the crosshairs for a while, so would you even take just 50? <laughs> Will you take 50? <laughs> oh, come on, man. We gotta get somebody to crosshairs. If 50 happens tonight, man, something's got to happen. 50-55, that's a college score. That's not supposed to happen in the NFL, especially not too far removed from 70 points getting dropped. And the irony of all ironies, when you look at this game and you look at the two teams participating, Frank Clark, the defensive end who plays well now, plays with Denver, who came from Kansas City, he wants to get the hell out of Denver now. He wants to get Mm -hmm. the hell out of Denver. He realizes he made a mistake. He wants to get out so much that he's gonna give up $3.5 million of his base salary. He's gonna to, going to take the league minimum of $841,000. Just to get the hell out of here. Now, on the he, surface- looking he's not, for the transfer portal. You know what? You might wanna go play <laughs> with Dion, man, come on. Play Pro Coach Prime. That's in Colorado too. But he's gonna play for $841,000 in his base salary. Now, he's not asking for a trade, but they think that, that by him taking that type of pay cut, makes it easier for him to get traded. If he's willing to take that kind of a pay cut to get traded, he's already admitting his mistake of wanting to go to Denver, probably believing what Sean had to say, Sean Payton had to say, thinking that Denver really had something, thinking even Russell Wilson had something. If you looked at what they had given up just to get him between draft picks and players to get Russell Wilson and to get this result, they could have kept Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh... I don't know, man. He, he must be desperate to take that type of pay cut. I mean, it shows his desperation. I just don't know if they will accommodate him. Uh, Sean Payne, like I said, he's an asshole. He may
0: be like, man, I'm not going to trade you. No, they've already negotiated the deal. Oh, so have he, they? He, yes, he's taking that oh, okay. pay cut. So he's going down to $841,000. And with uh, the media is speculating, and sometimes when you do this, it's probably because you trying to make it easier for it to get traded because, of course, you're taking money off the books. And, you you know, he re, he renegotiated on his own volition. So he just wants to get out and probably yeah. latch on with another team but that can use him. That, that defense is atrocious now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Once they tra- trade him, it, it's going to get even worse. Then they might give up 70 again.
0: Yeah, you know what? As long as they don't do it before 8 o'clock at night or 8 at to night, <laughs> get rid of them. Yeah, because I just, you know what? Hey, that just shows you the desperation in the building. We don't know anything about what's going on behind the scenes with Denver to where it's at this point. I thought they would make some improvement this year, but there may be something behind the scenes, whether it's with Russell Wilson or even with Payne himself or somebody else out there. Unbelievable. I wasn't expecting this. I was hoping things didn't work out with him because of the nonsense he was talking in the offseason, but I did not expect this. I gave him too much credit. I don't know if I gave him too much credit. He deserved the credit he had gotten going into this because of his background and because of what he's done in the past. He had the Super Bowl ring, but he also had Drew Brees. You have an old Russell Wilson now, who was already declining before he even left Seattle. But anyways, that's what we have. On,
1: it's not the on, offense, really. That's the issue in Denver. The
0: defense, 70 points. <laughs> right. Everybody and their mother scored that game. As a matter of fact, I think the mother really did score in that game. Two running backs that had four touchdowns apiece. Any touchdown just between the running backs. And he's forgotten you have receivers out there so you gave them some too <laughs> so there's a lot going on but yeah that's the game tonight uh prime time but only one prime time team but if you're there for sadistic reasons you might want to watch this defense get beaten up and down the field and so this sunday doesn't have a lot of big games but the biggest game i can identify at least is detroit and tampa and only because of their records you know detroit's going to tampa you know, you don't believe in Detroit right now, There may be people out there, because they've seen it in the past, don't believe in Detroit. But going on the road to Tampa, who's a one-loss team, they're still a three-and-a-half-point favorite.
1: That's because Vegas believes people are buying the hype. They're going to leave Tampa with a nail. No.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking, but I thought also, you know, it's like almost every game is the next game. A boy, next Levante, game, David. <laughs> I tell you, I'm telling you, man. I'm thinking that every game is the next game. Every, you know, if you don't think they're as good as you thought this game, see, they just lucked out in the last game. The next game comes up, they find a way to win. Then you can kind of look forward to the next game. Well, this is that game. I think with Tampa being what they are at home, they're three and one. Baker Mayfield's been up and down, but when he's been on, he's been on. You know, and so I think we'll have a better idea of what Detroit is about. After the Tampa game this weekend,
1: I agree with that. But I'm pretty—I'm almost positive they're coming home with the now.
0: I almost don't want to pick that game. But <laughs> you know what? I'll take the—I'll take the three and a half if I'm Tampa. I'll take the three and <laughs> a half. You know, it's close enough. They, you know, be good both ways. So I'll take the three and a half plus three and a half. Tampa Bay, Detroit coming to town because if they still win, it still kind of leads toward me saying, "Hey, Detroit's gonna have a better year this year." They've already exceeded expectations, in my opinion, and we only threw five games. So, excuse me. So we'll get a chance to see what's going on there. And so uh, another thing in the NFL, as time goes on, Odell Beckham, is that someone you've thought about at all this season? The injury, you know, the, the knee, this, that, everything. He's a little upset himself that he's not available for his team or even being affected when he's available. Is he damaged goods?
1: Well, you know my son's a Ravens fan, so yeah. in the absence of good games, I end up watching the Ravens if, if the Bears aren't on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has not looked good. He just looks like an average receiver out on the field. He's made a catch here or there, but the explosiveness, he's not showing it. Um, I don't see him be, beating cornerbacks down the field. He's not getting behind the defense. He, he's just not the same.
0: So the injuries look like they might have caught up with him. Caught up with him Definitely. all this time. I mean, those are devastating injuries he had. He has himself a Super Bowl ring. He was having a pretty good game before that injury in the Super Bowl, but he, he hasn't really been the Odell Beckham from the Giants. Well, since he left the Giants, he's just been, um, well, more anticipation than anything else. We think he's going to do this well, and then he doesn't do that well, and then there's an injury, and then he still talks a lot, makes these Instagram videos, and then there's an injury. Or if there's no injury, well, there's no production. Or there's very minimal production. And now I think he's caught up in his own depression Uh what's going on.
1: That could be. But like I said, he he doesn't appear to be close to what he used to be.
0: No, not not even. Because if so, we would still be talking, about, not like Randy Moss, but he was making some hell of plays when he was at his very best. You know, injuries happen all the time. Even Randy Moss had injuries, but injury, Randy Moss still came back. And even Randy Moss had a lull in his career when he went out to the Raiders. Didn't play that well. And then he comes back, you know, comes back over and um, to New England, sets records. You know what I mean? Well, the quarterback had a lot to do with that. But you get that quarterback with that, that kind of talent, that wide receiver, in my opinion, the most talented receiver to ever play the game. And probably to the day I die, that might be the case. But, you know, he was able to get his yards and show that he was still the main dude, Odell Beckham. Hasn't done it in years. He's just getting by on fumes right now.
1: Yeah. I don't don't foresee him ever reaching top-level status
0: again. Nah, and that's pretty easy to say, too, because he hasn't done anything. And they thought that he and Lamar Jackson getting together would have made a dynamic duel. On paper, if you still remember what he used to do, you know, Lamar Jackson still looks like he's trying to find his own way. But I thought he kind of figured it out after all of these years. And then he goes back to just not making a whole lot of mistakes, but not really being the dynamic player. You want him to be at that spot, not just running like everyone knows he can do. We know that part. I think we need to know with consistency, can you still pass the ball? Or if you can pass the ball, if you can decipher these defenses when it matters most, and he does it on occasion, but he doesn't do it with the consistency you need to justify the contract he has or even to talk about how he's still one of these elite players, which I still believe he is, believe it or not. He's still an elite player in the NFL, just a player, but a quarterback. I don't know. I think just play.
1: I think he's getting sort of a bad rap. Uh, As I mentioned, I, what was it? Monday, mm-hmm. Uh the Ravens dropped eight passes. Yeah, that's true. Three of, them, three of those were in the end zone. And of course he fumbles on the last drive. So he's going to get killed. But yeah. if they catch those passes, it's not even a game, you know, and he's not having to drop back and pass it's victory formation so i don't i don't see how people are gonna kill him he's making pass here pass there that's drop 37 pass drop touchdown pass dropped. another touchdown pass drop i mean how how can you put any blame on on jackson he makes one mistake compared to
0: eight of his teammates mistakes and he gets all the blame. But you already nah, know what comes with right. being a quarterback in the NFL and what comes with that getting that right. huge contract that he eventually but had got, Even trying, though that's not fair. If, but what's if fair? I'm the quarterback, if I'm quarterback,
1: and I throw you the ball four times and you drop three of them, and now I drop back and you're the only guy open, and you think I'm going to pass it to you again? <laughs> now I'm I'm second-guessing myself. Yeah, you're second-guessing yourself. That's human
0: nature. Second-guessing the guy – supposedly doing his job, too. As a he, he
1: goes to, to Andrews, supposed to have, be one of the top tight ends in the league, and then he dropped it. So now
0: Justin's like, who the fuck do I throw the ball to? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on through his head, but from a fan standpoint, you know, it's an argument of convenience for the ones who don't like him. It's accentuating what they've said all along. He's not that good. They can watch the player drop the ball. They can watch a perfect pass drop they'll still blame the quarterback. They'll probably yell at the person who dropped the ball, but then they'll still talk about how Lamar was one of the reasons why it happened. He should have thrown you're it idiots. to him or whatever it is. You're wide open. you idiots
1: it. if they say that. Well, he threw the ball too hard.
0: <laughs> you know, I heard things with Brett Favre back in the day doing that. And <laughs> the 10-yard line just throwing it like he was freaking 80 yards away. This freaking guys' saved man. I'd have been pissed off to that cold-ass Lambeau Field catching those rocks. But uh, yeah, but I, you know, we'll get to see. I think, and, and for you, I guess we could just skip along, but for you, your Bears taking on the Minnesota Vikings, I think this is also a litmus test for the Bears. Let's well, uh,
1: not, like you know, not act like the Vikings are a good team. They've been no, struggling.
0: It, that's the point I'm making. They're not because we'll get to find out if the Bears are still on that level where they were in the beginning of the season against Green Bay or have they now with all the crap seeming. Dying down, okay, I got you putting something together and the team that they probably flop against because same old bears is now a team that they can dominate a division full and they look like you know what they're up there with Detroit they're waiting for the opportunity at Detroit
1: yeah and Justin Jefferson's going on the IR so he's yep. not playing Sunday um yeah. they they're talking uh the bears may have their entire secondary back from injury this week i don't know if that's a good thing cuz Eddie Jackson sucks um <laughs> His replacement wasn't bad, if you if you ask me. But whatever, it is what it is. People think he, he can still be a ball hawk. I can't remember his last interception. So how is he hawking the ball? Whatever. Um, he you know he still has more experience than the rookie who came in to to replace him. So, but getting Jalen Johnson back is huge. He's their best corner. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, he's the the. The hard hitter in that secondary, he'll come up and and make a good hard tackle where Eddie Jackson will do old lays. And your boy, uh, Tariq Stevenson, he's on the other side.
0: Yeah.
1: I think uh, they have a chance to be a good cornerback uh, tandem, him and Johnson. Oh, yeah. And the Vikings being down Justin Jefferson, that's going to make their job easier. But Kirk Cousins, he he's leading the league in touchdowns, right? Yeah, and 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 2nd in passing. The Bears' defense isn't very good, so it might be a shootout. If the Bears' offense has ascended and they do have a rhythm, they are able to protect Justin Fields, and he's able to read defenses and go through his progressions and hit the open man,
0: well, it, it could be a shootout. And remember, Justin can still run the ball. Don't let all this passing, getting these passing touchdowns, eight passing touchdowns, one interception over the past two games, fool you, he can still run the ball. They know that as well. And D.J. Moore coming off a 200-plus-yard receiving game, I'm not expecting him to do that again, but you know he's capable of about 120, 130, 150. And if he can do that consistently, be that kind of a quarterback for Justin Fields, things open up. The running game was even effective last week.
1: Yeah. It could be the Bears caught the commander sleeping, right? (laughs) Uh, We're not going to double D.J. Moore. Justin Fields can't get him the ball consistently. You know, this – But the Vikings, I'm sure they're not going to make the same mistake. So Mooney's going to have to step up. Komet's going to have to step up because uh, DJ Moore is going to get a lot of attention Sunday.
0: He is, and it may open up those opportunities for the young quarterback, Justin Fields, to do more than just rely on one receiver, feed everybody, and then still have the opportunities to run the ball. And he still needs that protection on the offensive line as well, which he probably is going to get if everyone's back, everyone's healthy. It can't be worse than it was in the first game of the season when a disarray of plenty with the, the team and the organization. Things look like they're settling down. And if they can take care of Minnesota, hey, it's just them and Detroit seeing who's best in the division. Because I don't think Green Bay's gonna be <laughs> anything special with Jordan Love this season, maybe next season. But anyways, yeah. that's but the I,
1: thing. I, I talked about earlier how pain he can't allow a team to score seventy on him again. Like he's seen that no, movie before, not. he should do something something to stop it. You would think the Commanders would have done something different. I
0: was about to yeah. say, what did they realize about DJ e. Moore at the uh, the hundred and fiftieth yard? We might have yeah. to do something. Oh,
1: you got you got burnt for three quarters, Uh but you stay out there in the fourth quarter. We won't give you no help. <laughs> plus, I think they had they had, they had. They had DB's going down, so that might have even been the backup. You got to get some help out there, man. You can't leave them one-on-one. And DJ Moore proved that. Yeah, he was born in for a reason. They he must have forgot. Repairs.
0: They must have forgot. They're still that little Roy Jones, and they must have forgot. But I tell you, and I, I'm anxious to see what happens with this Minnesota team. You know, not that I'm, I'm a bad fan, but I do watch them from afar. I'm, I'm not a Bears hater. But I like to see the way the journey has gone, the way you react to it. <laughs> also, <laughs> seriously, man. And they I got me watching again. The like, oh, they got me watching again. I wasn't
1: watching early in the season. Um, <laughs> said, most of that game against Denver when they were up 28 7. I missed most of it. I was watching a different game. I think it was the Bills. After that Dolphin game was a game. I was watching. Um, I because that I game want to was watch good game, football. I, I want to watch good football. And I was seeing the score come across the bottom. Seven nothing bears. I'm like, wow, they scored early. 14 nothing bears. 14 7. 21 so I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I commercial <laughs> I was switching. And then I did the uh the side by side. And then the Bills took control. So I ended up just going to the Bears. And of course, as soon as I moved over to the Bears, that's when that- it all turned. So it was my fault they lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you and a whole bunch of other people that were watching the crawl I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Let me go back to this game. We don't want to see the national game. We want to check this one out. But, yeah, man, this is going to be something. When it was see.
1: 28-14, uh, they had a three and out. I was like, oh, that's ball game. They're going to lose. I-, I knew it. I just knew they are going to lose, and they welcome did. To Jet
0: <laughs> and welcome to Jets world. Welcome to Jets world. That happens on occasion, man. You'll be up by 14 points at a two-minute warning, and then you know you really got. it, <laughs> got you where they want you now. They just beat you. Anyway, that's the two – the biggest game, as I already mentioned, this weekend in football, in my opinion, was the Detroit-Tampa game. I mean, there may be other people who think their game is big because it's their local team, but to me, as far as records go and teams that may be on fire or just hot, Detroit being hot, Tampa being kind of – Cowboys got the Chargers? Cowboys – see, I look at the Cowboys as a third-rate team now, so...
1: (laughs) yeah, I was just saying, if they can protect Herbert, they may leave San
0: Diego with an L. Yeah, leave San Diego with an L and probably about 40 points dropped on them, which is always a good thing. We've seen it last time when they played the 49ers. 42 were dropped on them. But before we can get to that Pro Bowl, there's College Bowl the day before. And now Colorado's back. Not a lot of buzz as in the beginning, but of course, as soon as the games get closer there's more buzz. They're 4-2 and two right now. They're playing Stanford. They haven't played Stanford in quite some time, or a couple of years. But they did win against Stanford the last time they played, but needless to say, no one in this team was on that team. And that was just, what, two, three years ago. So um, I'm looking at another. This is a horrible Stanford team. I haven't seen Stanford this bad in years. I mean, years and years. Even when Bill Walsh went back to college football, I didn't see them this bad. But anyways, Colorado. I think...
1: I think uh... It's more worthy to talk about Shador's NIL NIL deal than it is about this game.
0: Yeah, so what's up with it? 4.8 million. He passed wow, your I'm boy. See, so you know what? People complained in the past about players just leaving college early. Now they have a reason to stay sometimes just to get this guaranteed money, you know, instead of unless you're one of these guaranteed number one draft picks or someone close to that, you knowing you're gonna get this huge bonus. Man, it doesn't hurt because I see Shadua, if he goes in the first round, it'll be late first round, in my opinion, if he came out next year. Maybe even second round after the combine, but that's just me. And But that kind of money for a college student, and he has more eligibility left, what's the rush? You know, if money was the reason why, it's one thing. The dream of being in the NFL for a lot of players is, yeah, getting to the NFL, but that big money that comes with it. And so if you're getting that in college, the rush might not be there. You know, get yourself insured the same way you did before the NIL deals. Lloyd's of London is always going to be there for you if you really feel that you're going to get that big money. But, yep, Colorado, back in Boulder. They took on Arizona State last week. Won, but it was closer than I thought it would be. Now Stanford, the 12-and-a-half point favorite against Stanford. I think they beat Stanford relatively easy. You know, they do have a pretty damn good offense, um, Colorado. And that crowd is still buzzing regardless, whether it's a huge game that's nationally televised or not. They're still buzzing about the Sanders effect. And so that's one of the games that we threw out there. Also, Bama's Trav taking Hunter's on... Travis back. Who? Hunter oh,
1: Travis Hunter should be
0: back. Yep, I heard he practiced. So he's going to get in there But how much does he play. This was a liver injury. That's just insane to think about. And I think Shiloh's coming back as well. So, you know, they got players coming back, and it's a home game, and the buzz is going to be there. And they should be able to handle Stanford. So that shouldn't be that big of an issue. Alabama... I don't think they moved at all. They were number 11 last week. They're number 11 again this week. I don't think people are really buying into them being Alabama's back. And I think it has a lot to do with Jalen Moreau. He did look like a quarterback a little bit playing against Texas AM on the road last week, but he's still Jalen Moreau. And they, you know, it's, I don't know. They're taking on Arkansas, who isn't doing much this season. But I think they're still looking at Alabama from the standpoint of games moving forward are they going to separate themselves from other teams? And I just don't think so because that quarterback situation is so bad. The defense is top-notch, one of the best, if not the best in college football. Offensively, I just can't see it. So playing Arkansas. Yeah. Is uh, Miami playing Clemson this week? Miami is playing North Carolina this week. Oh, this oh, that's right. Never mind. This week, Miami playing North Carolina. And they, but they got Clemson after, right? Yeah. That, that might be, be- – you know what, before man, I was like, coming down to Miami, so the hell. can't right be now. three
1: L's in the road, Trav, come oh, on, man. No, the boys no. got to step up. Oh,
0: bro. I, you know, this was the game I
1: was I looking that at. That disaster last week.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, because I thought this would be the game that would be the <laughs> biggest problem. Even though I was a little leery of Georgia Tech, I still thought, okay, we have the home field advantage. The triple option is always an issue later on in the season. But Miami's so much better than they were last year or even a couple of years before. They should be able to handle them, and we saw what happened. It was just complete. It shouldn't even have been that close for that to be a, an ending. And now they go going to North Carolina, the team I thought would be a problem. They would have been a problem in Miami. They're an even bigger problem in Chapel Hill. Uh, it's Butch uh, – I mean, not Butch, David, I'm thinking about uh, – Mac Brown, the head coach, we already know what he brings recruiting-wise. We know about Drake May now, who is obviously, if he decides to go to the NFL next season, will be a first-round draft pick. And – Probably battling for that number one pick overall if Caleb Williams doesn't come out with the nonsense he's saying. But anyways, I man, I don't want to go against my boys on this. So I will not even say anything about who's going to win or lose. But two L's in a row, not looking good. Before I say, well, Clemson's coming down to Miami. But after last week, so the hell what? <laughs> Clipson could come down to Miami and win just like Georgia Tech just did. But I'll be looking forward to this game. And this will show a lot of what Miami is about.
1: Man, you talk about letting the air out of the balloon. If they go to Tallahassee with three L's, man, that's that's gonna hurt my feelings.
0: Man, you might have <laughs> to change your plane ticket for a balloon, a hot air balloon to come fly into the Dope Campbell. Oh man, it would have been excellent if they were both undefeated. But I can still, I can still take a one loss at Miami team. Let's not act like Florida State can't lose a game. But the way they've been playing, you know, they had their scare, but they've gotten back on track. But man, this is a game that you know we're looking forward to next month on the 11th, but let's get past this North Carolina game first for the Miami hurricanes in order to just go in as a one loss team. And then still have to worry about Clemson is trying to remain a one loss team and not just have this, a bad outing.
1: You
0: know, and Miami is a three and a half point underdog, which they should be. I'm surprised it wasn't more. I thought it'd be six, seven. Going by the way North Carolina has been dealing with them in the past with their, um, with their, I don't know, with their home field advantage and coming to Miami. It doesn't matter. For some reason, North Carolina has like Miami's number for some damn reason. But then you have South Carolina and Florida. No one cares about that game. But the only reason why I mentioned it because I'll be at that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll be leaving on Saturday morning to go to the South Carolina University of Florida game. And as the Gator hater, I've always been, and I'm glad to have been the B1. Well, I'm waiting for them to lose. But we'll have to see that too because South Carolina isn't doing great themselves. Florida's I love saying
1: is travel safe.
0: Travel safe, yeah. And try to get back, yeah, right. I'm trying to get up there early. Got some nice seats. See how it is. The only reason why I'm going is because I was at the Gator Bowl this past December when South Carolina played Notre Dame, and I love that crowd. And I told the people I was sitting with in that area, I'll come to one of your games next season. I just have to figure out which one. Well, this is it. So I'll be there next year. I'll be out in Eugene, Oregon, for a game. They'll be in the Big Ten by then, so I have to figure out which game that's going to be. But we'll talk about that when that happens. And then the biggest college game of the day, finally, Washington number seven against Oregon number eight. Something has to shake out between Oregon and Washington in the Pac-12 <clears throat> leaders.
1: I'm a dog lover, so I'm going with the Huskies.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know it's in Oregon, I believe. I think that game is in Oregon. And if it's in Oregon, I'm going to take Oregon because they're just so rapid. I know. What they did to Colorado, I'm not going to even look at it as if Colorado was good enough to be in there with Oregon because they weren't. And they got they did exactly what they should have done against Colorado. Washington's a better team. Michael Pinnock is a better quarterback, in my opinion, than even Bo Nix. And I've been a Bo Nix fan since he was at Auburn. And, I, think,
1: um, I think people are sleeping on Washington, and Oregon's getting a lot of respect because of what they did to Colorado. And, you know, they've handled business so far this year. But I think this is Washington's – uh
0: we to get their respect. Well, you know, and that's true. If they can do it, they would have earned that respect. I'm looking at it. If nothing else at all, playing in Eugene is such a tough thing for any team coming from the outside in. pac twelve teams in particular, and I just think that you know Washington, you know Michael Penix had had some problems where he did not throw a touchdown or interception, just compiled a bunch of yards. Had closed game. I think Oregon just has too much diversity on offense to beat him. And we've seen it against Colorado, but we'll see it now at home against a. A tougher team, a team that they can get up for. They got up for Colorado, too, but that outcome was expected, in my opinion. They have the running backs. They have the receivers. They have the quarterback that can run as well. And then defensively, they get after the quarterback. So, Pennix isn't going to be able to sit back there. And he runs a bit, but he's not a runner. But He has a freaking blazing hard arm and lefty. So, yeah, that's, that's great. So, it's going to be the best game of the weekend, in my opinion, in terms of high-ranked teams. So, anything before we shut this down?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: Yeah, so we could just. Oh wait up. a
1: second! I saw I saw a, he- a headline. Um, Zion's in his feelings, man. People asking him about about that hooker or prostitute, <laughs> wherever, hey, or whatever she was. That trick.
0: And he's yeah, like, oh,
1: this, man, don't want. Hey, bro, face the face the music, man. Just deal with it and move on. The more you ignore it, the more you allow it to fester. Face the music, bro. You you did it. Yeah. Uh, deal with it and move on. You know, people, they have questions. This is their first opportunity to ask you about it. Don't be a jerk.
0: And he's always been known as a nice, happy-go-lucky guy, at least publicly. And I've never heard anything about him other than these poor decisions he's been making with these three fours over the past couple of months, several months. But, yeah, you know what? You made your bed, sleep in it. You're not the first. You won't be the last. You know, a lot of NBA players have to answer these questions at some point or another when they screwed up, too. So, you know, look at the nonsense Michael Jordan had to listen to when he came back from his retirement. People still speculated, were you really suspended or did you really play baseball because you wanted to play baseball? Nonsense like that. He had to answer, you know, so whether there was validity to it or not, he had to answer it. He kept it classy. He didn't flip on people. He didn't hide from it. He had to take it all head on. on.
1: That's all I'm saying. Just answer the question. You don't have to divulge a whole lot of details or, you know, give a lot of information, but just answer the question and move on.
0: That's it. It's supposedly that simple. And just as simple as it is, we're heading into another weekend of sports. And so we'll be back on Monday to talk about what happened in the past weekend. It's going to be baseball. It's going to be, well, maybe even some basketball, some news pops up or something nice goes on during the preseason games, Uh, football college and pro we already know what the Sunday is going to hold for us. And if there's 50 plus points dropped tonight, well, we might come back on Friday. No, we'll just wait till Monday to let you know all about it. Until then, I'm biased. Well, you're biased. What's going I'm on? I'm biased, dude. Yeah, this? We're we're tra- treating, man. I'm biased by being this just, just to be the Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> biased. I'm Trav and this is the Sports Bag Bros podcast signing off on our 70th Have episode. A good
1: weekend.
0: We can do